0: Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I wanna help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called The Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's gonna give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz, or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, 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 you're listening to episode five of the Resilient Teacher podcast. Summer to educators is this magical place of relaxation calm, reduction of work responsibilities, and dare I say, people outside of education are jealous. I mean, people in our lives tell us, at least you get summers off quick and in a hurry, but we know that summer is the time of the year we can actually breathe. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing with you all how to create a burnout recovery plan because if you've been a teacher these last couple of years, you've more than likely been getting on and off the burnout cycle over and over. And I don't want you to get back on that cycle this year. I want you to have a plan that helps you recover and then a plan going into the school year. And that's exactly what we're discussing in today's episode on how to develop a summer recovery plan in less than one hour. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast. The podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Before we get into the episode, I want to say that if this podcast has helped you in any way, I would love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend. I really am on a mission to help reignite passion, reduce overall stress and burnout for educators, and doing those things help me reach more educators to support them. This is one of the ways that you can also enter the launch giveaway that ends July 19th. This is the third episode in the Summer Self Care for Burnout Recovery series, which are all leading up to the amazing Summer Self Care Conference for Teachers, which is a free event that's linked in the show notes, or you can grab your free ticket at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com/slash/summer-self-care-conference. In the first episode in the series, Episode Three. We talked about why summer break is not going to get you out of burnout and how the stress response cycle works in our bodies. Then last week in episode four, we talked about the five evidence-based methods to complete the stress response cycle so you can get out of burnout. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, you need to go back and listen before heading into this one because today's episode is building off of all the things we talked about in those areas. So today, I want to talk about how to create a summer burnout recovery plan in less than one hour. The first step in developing a plan is always evaluation. Creating a summer recovery plan requires us to first evaluate our current status, our baseline, our relationship with burnout. Evaluation is the first step in my resilience framework called the Individualized Educator Program, and if you're a member of the program in Module 1, there are various scales, inventories, and evidence-based evaluation documents to support you in really determining that baseline. Truly immersing yourself in self-awareness will serve as your present reality and your baseline. I talked all about how self-awareness was the most transformative practice to turn my burnout into balance in episode two, which I will link in the show notes if you haven't already checked that one out. But think about when we develop lesson plans and we differentiate for our students. We have to assess what they already know so that we can help them grow. When it comes to personal and professional development, it's really essential for us to do the same. In order to make our career sustainable, we need to create a plan that's aligned with us. One way we can self-evaluate is determining your burnout personality type. In the show notes, I linked a quiz for you to answer questions and determine your burnout personality. Just knowing this overarching personality is going to help you see your unique baseline and become more self-aware so that you can begin that first step to recovery. You can access the quiz at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash burnout personality quiz. If we can learn to see ourselves, our strengths, our weaknesses, we are bound to make a great change. This practice of knowing ourselves leads to creating our recovery plan. Once we've completed an evaluation, we can take the next step, which is development. While awareness is obviously the key, we have to put something in action so that we can begin that recovery process. In the last episode, we talked about ways to complete the stress cycle, but one thing was abundantly clear. Action is necessary. A burnout recovery plan requires this planned set of actions And then careful implementation. Different life situations require different strategies and action plans. So our plan for self-care and burnout recovery or prevention will really depend on our current season. What is common for all of the seasons is that you need to act And you got to bring that positive change into your life. Things are not going to get better if you continue to live your life the same old way. So as I go through these recommendations for these basic self-care in your summer recovery plan, just take into consideration which areas of burnout you're experiencing, which stage, which personality type, all of that so that you can begin stepping off and make note of which areas you can start incorporating more of this summer. The first thing that I recommend to put on your recovery plan is to prioritize sleep. Not only is sleep important for your overall health, but it can really help you combat burnout as well. In fact, the National Sleep Foundation says that sleeping less than six hours each night is one of the best predictors of on-the-job burnout. As ambitious educators, we often want to do it all at the risk of that recommended seven to nine hours of sleep. But being aware of your sleep hygiene and just making sleep just as much of a priority as your biggest tasks reduces your overall long-term stress. So some of the tips for improving sleep quality is just to make a pattern of going to bed and getting up at the same time. We want to avoid stimulants that reduce sleep quality, such as alcohol and caffeine four to six hours before bedtime, and then turning off digital devices for up to two hours before you go to bed so that you don't disrupt that quality sleep that happens during the REM cycle. Number two is to practice one or more of the stress cycle completion strategies. There are so many to name and each of us again are individuals, so what's authentic to you and makes you feel better is really gonna be unique. The five that I discussed in the last episode are all evidence-based methods that we can complete that stress cycle. So over our break, we wanna take the time to cultivate at least one of those methods. If you're not so keen on working out or physical activity, Hey, I don't blame you. I'm still trying to prioritize that one as well. But something that can kill two birds with one stone is just utilizing deep breathing practices and meditation. You can prepare your body for rest and prioritize sleep just by practicing deep breathing exercises. This method is probably the easiest and most accessible practice because various guided videos can be found on YouTube. You can go to calm.com. And this practice really has many scientific studies to back up their impact on the central nervous system, which is like, conditioning our body to be ready to handle stress and complete the cycle more frequently this coming school year. I'm going to link my free Breathing for Burnout Recovery Guide in the show notes for you to grab, but it gives you the step-by-step process to beginning a breathwork practice to reduce your overall stress. But most of all, valued living is the type of stress reduction strategy that I am here for. You want to examine your values. You want to live by them. The more your actions reflect your beliefs, the better you're going to feel no matter how busy your life is. You want to use your values when choosing your self-care activities. Again, in my program, the Individualized Educare Program, we review how to find your unique set of values and then create an authentic strategy to utilizing these so you're living by your unique values. The third thing that I recommend that educators focus on during the summer in the recovery plan is improving nutrition. Oftentimes during the school year, we feel like we don't have time to focus on nutrition. We're rushing around from here to there. We're getting things done. And it's just easier to hit up the drive through at Chick-fil-A and call it a day. I would know I'm that mom who's pulling up the app and ordering nuggies for all the kids. So No judgment. Over the summer, we have this opportunity to make nutrition a priority. According to multiple studies, frequent consumption of nutritious food items is really associated with a low level of burnout symptoms. Even for those people who have stressful work, this is still the case. Our nutrition impacts the way that our bodies work. It balances our hormones and affects neurotransmission. Therefore, the food that we eat can be a tool to recover. And really, that should be utilized. And I'm not a nutrition or a dietitian. However, this is a key component to recovering from and combating burnout. So it's important to address you could start meal planning so that you choose more nutritious foods and have them readily available for consumption. I definitely recommend following my friend Bree, who is a registered dietitian for teachers with a huge emphasis on nutrition. You want to learn more about sustainable steps to making nutrition a priority. She's presenting her Eating for Self-Care Nutrition Strategies for On-The-Go Educator presentation at the Summer Self-Care Conference, which again, I'm going to link in the show notes that way you can get in on what she has to say. The fourth area that I recommend educating Focus on in their self care plan for recovery is managing self talk. We've all got this inner critic. At times, this little voice can actually be helpful and keep us motivated towards our goals, like when it reminds us that what we're about to eat isn't healthy or what we're about to do may not be wise. However, this voice can often be more harmful than helpful, particularly when it gets into the realm of excessive negativity. This is known as negative self-talk and it can really bring us down. And a lot of educators who are burned out have this negative thinking pattern due to this buildup of stress. Negative self-talk is something that most of us experience from time to time and it comes in many forms. It also creates significant stress, not only to us, but those around us if we're not careful. It's really any thought that diminishes your ability to make a positive change in your life or your confidence in yourself to do so. So negative self-talk can not only be stressful, but it can really stunt your success. In the stages of burnout, this negative self-talk can lead us to that decreased motivation as well as greater feelings of helplessness. There are many ways to reduce self-talk in your daily life and different strategies, again, work for different people. So you may need to try on a few to see which one is most effective for you. In a future episode, we're going to talk about all of it. It's coming, I promise. But One simple action is just practicing reframing those negative thoughts. When engaging in negative self-talk, you might be able to catch yourself, but it can sometimes be difficult to force yourself to stop that train of thought. So it's often really much easier to change the intensity of your language. I can't stand this becomes, well, this is challenging. I hate becomes, well, I don't like, or even I don't prefer. For a friend of mine who's really struggling with negative self-talk going into the new school year, she might say something like, here goes another insane year of changing up everything and yet nothing changing. But really she can reduce the intensity by saying, this new school year is an opportunity for change. I can work to be the positive change. When your self-talk uses more gentle language, much of its negative power is muted as well. The final area you may wanna consider adding into your recovery plan is learning these coping skills for your fight or flight response. During burnout, our nervous system becomes out of order. During these moments, our fight or flight response will become stress activated. Both adrenaline and cortisol begin to circulate in our bloodstream, which ultimately means that depending on your state, your responses to stress may be more volatile, maybe more reactive than usual. As the fight or flight reflex is initiated, our bodies believe that we're actually gearing up for battle. And as we learned in episodes three and four of the series, the stress response needs to be completed through things like physical exercise and deep breathing so that we can calm the nervous system. Doing nothing has been proven to just continue these chemical surges because there's no form of release. But even if you're already adding in ways to complete the cycle just intentionally and becoming mindful and paying attention to when your fight or flight response is more active is a really good start. For example, maybe you notice that you're more likely to be on edge and jittery if you've consumed too much coffee. Just noticing this pattern can help you change your behaviors in ways that calm your fight or flight response. Once you've really determined your baseline and now you've chosen some activities that you'd like to intentionally work on this summer, the third step in using summer break to recover is just tracking your progress. Once you define your set of actions, you need to move further and implement. An effective plan always includes tracking progress. We know as educators how important it is to track the progress of our students. And the same ideas should serve in this instance also. For this purpose, you could begin writing a diary, filling out suitable worksheets, creating a special section in your usual planner, or even bullet journaling. The areas that you'll want to include are thoughts, moods, energy levels, and body conditions. As you do this, you will try to establish a clear connection between your actions and your conditions. This is gonna help you determine which actions you need to keep and those you might wanna eliminate, especially if they're ineffective for you. This tracking system, whichever's is easiest for you, will help you determine which self-care activities are beneficial and which are ineffective. It's going to help support you in staying accountable for your recovery this summer as well. So if you're a member of the Individualized Educare Program, this is just a reminder to you that in the quarterly self-care support guides, there is a section with this tracking system already built in for use to print out, put in your planner, or upload to your digital planner. So to recap, there are three main things that we want to do when we're developing this recovery plan. We want to, one, evaluate ourselves. We want to notice which areas we need improvement. Number two, we want to choose intentional and actionable steps to end the stress cycle and then other ways to improve our overall well-being. And then number three, we need to track our progress. It really is as simple as that. We don't want to make this process any harder than it needs to be. It's not just one more thing on the growing list of to dos. Giving yourself this gift of developing this plan in less than an hour is really gonna support your well being going into the school year. I think you'll really see benefits now that you're aware of the stress response cycle and how easy it is to create this recovery plan. If you try this process out, I wanna hear about it. So send me a message on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul. Let me know how the process went for you. If these types of things are helpful for you, you like the exercises or the ways of thinking through the process, and you're looking for more support in reducing burnout, the Summer Self-Care Conference is a free online event that's going to be held Friday, July 22nd through the 24th, where 13 different experts, including world-renowned teacher authors Amber Harper, author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, and Meredith Newland, author of Free to Teach, are bringing you actionable presentations on things like nutrition, healing your inner child, boundaries, mindset shifting, teaching with less turbulence, no stress accessible lesson planning, using creative writing to heal from burnout and compassion fatigue, and so much more. The best part about this conference It's all online. You can attend all the sessions in this three-day event from the comfort of your own couch. The event is not only going to be super fun, informative, and life-changing, but there's going to be additional prizes, games, and just an overall good time. You can grab your free ticket at teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash summer self-care conference, all one word, and I will also link it in the show notes for you to check out as well. I will be back next week with the last episode in the Summer Self-Care for Burnout Recovery series, and you're not going to want to miss that one. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Teaching Mind Body and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to remind you that you are a resilient teacher. If you're looking for more support in creating a sustainable, individualized self care plan to beat burnout, squash stress, and build educator resilience, check out my online membership and course, The Individualized Educare Program, at TeachingMindBodyAndSoul.com/slash/individualized-educare-program. I'll see you next time.